Welcome to the Live Better Show with Brett and Jason. We spend time with top performing professionals in their respective fields, chatting about anything from morning routines, creative processes, and biohacks, to healthy habits and travel destinations. This episode is special in that we interview an executive and two special guests to be at the Fit Expo Chicago combined into one show. They are thought leaders, movers and shakers in their industry, and provide insight into their training, mindset, and approach to health and wellness. First, we have Mark Miserec, who is the Fit Expo Vice President of Sales and Sponsorships. The Fit Expo celebrates over 600 of the industry's top companies showcasing the latest in health and fitness services and products. The Fit Expo provides a vast variety of programming elements all under one roof, including group exercise, fashion shows, CrossFit, parkour, kid zones, and the Healthy Eating and Lifestyle Pavilion, to name a few. Attendees can participate in competitions, shop, learn, and even take classes, all for one low ticket price. They strive to always be on the cutting edge of fitness by introducing new concepts and ideas to their audience. The Fit Expo is known as the place to be to meet celebrity athletes who present seminars, sign autographs, and take pictures with their fans. Second, we have Max the Body Philosaire, who is a Hollywood elite personal trainer, fitness lifestyle coach, fitness marketer, and producer. He is also a U.S. military combat war veteran. While deployed overseas, he used his bodybuilding training as a survival tool to keep himself and his fellow soldiers motivated. He is best known for his mental and spiritual approach to health and fitness, results-driven, high-performance training techniques, and his incredible ability to motivate others, and of course, his aesthetics. Third, we have Massey Arias, Massey is the exuberant, certified personal trainer who is changing lives and inspiring a new generation of trainers. She sets the example for how adopting a healthy diet and active lifestyle can change individual lives, both mentally and physically. She has committed herself to a healthy life with which she herself has emerged from the depths of depression and physical limitations to become the glowing, motivational force she is to millions around the world. Massey inspires women to be strong and proud as her determination and dedication to building physical and mental strength sets an empowering trend in fitness lifestyles. Her positive vision and dedication to changing the fitness industry are revered by followers and media around the world. Our mission for you, our esteemed listeners and the greatest people in the history of ever, is to demonstrate the effective techniques of high performers to help you achieve results in your own life. Learning from productive and accomplished individuals gives the opportunity to break down the nuances of success and hopefully provide you with a new way to think about the world. Listen, take notes, and take action. Live better and have, and have the, the best, best day ever. ever. If you're looking to attend the Fit Expo in Chicago, check out our Live Better Co. Facebook page to print off a $10 off discount coupon. Please enjoy our interview with Mark Miserec. Hey, Mark. Uh, thanks for being us with us here today. Um, we'd love to uh, find out how you came to create Fit Expo um, and tell us a little bit more about yourself. Okay. Well, first of all, thanks for having me and thanks for having us on. We really appreciate it. Um, back in 2003, uh, Aaron Ferris, who's our executive director and a former amateur bodybuilder, um, he noticed that here in Los Angeles, in spite of the fact that we're the capital of the fitness world, that there really weren't any type of expos for consumers. There were trade shows for instructors and there were trade shows and events for gym owners and buyers who could see all the latest in equipment and, and you know uh, initiatives for their 
for their clubs, but there really wasn't anything that brought together various different disciplines in fitness. There were a couple of other such events like that in other parts of the country, one of which is Arnold Schwarzenegger's event, which has been around for about 25 years out in Columbus, Ohio, of all places, um, but uh, there was nothing here in Southern California. So Aaron had approached um, a friend of mine, a gentleman named John Balick, who is a longtime uh, photographer in the bodybuilding world and the publisher of Iron Man magazine. And John was also promoting a professional bodybuilding contest, the only one in Southern California at the time. So Aaron approached John and said, would you be interested in moving your contest into this expo that I want to create where we bring together different disciplines of fitness? And John said, that's an interesting idea. And, and he agreed. But then he recommended that Aaron talk to me because of my background in the industry. The three of us sat down and talked about it, and eventually we came up with a plan which launched the, the first expo in Pasadena, California in 2004. And since then, we've now run the, the Southern California shows uh, for 13 years. So we've run one in Northern California for five years that we just completed uh, two weeks ago in San Jose. We branched out last year to Chicago, and um, this year we'll also be going to Fort Lauderdale in South Florida. That's great. That's really awesome to see the, the evolution of it and, and see how it came to be. It's a very interesting expo. Like you said, it's, it's always cool to be the first to create something and do something unique like that. So it started in 2004. How do you think the expo has changed from when it started until where we're at right now? Well, there, there are several notable things that have changed over time, um, one of which, of course, is something that just happened without us having any input into it, and that is the development of new sports, new disciplines, uh, things like CrossFit, uh, Slackline, calisthenics, bodyweight uh, events. Um, every year we turn around, there's something else out there that is interesting and different, and we always try and bring new events into the expos to both keep people coming back, uh, those who have seen everything in the past um, would like something new and fresh. Plus, we like to bring things in that might motivate other people to get out and try something that might be more to their liking. You know, not everybody is into the physique sports or the strength sports. Not everybody is willing to try some of the ballistic movements that a CrossFit might require. Uh, but you'll find people who look at certain things and they go, you know, I have a background in gymnastics. That calisthenics thing looks kind of interesting. Or, as is the case uh, with one of the other initiatives that we launched about five years ago, uh, healthy eating has become a much more prevalent theme at the expos. And in the early days, we saw a lot of nutritional supplement companies were coming out. And that makes complete sense because athletes who are training and using supplements replenish their, their stock every 30 days or so. That's usually what's you know what comes in a bottle or a can. And so they're the ones who make the most sense to be the exhibitors and the sponsors at events like this. But about five years ago, when we launched the healthy eating stage, we brought in speakers and experts on all different types of nutritional theories. And you might have a paleo speaker on one hour and you might have someone talking about plant-based nutrition uh, or even an Atkins diet at other times of the day. And that has led to a trend where we're seeing many, many more food and beverage companies who are coming out to the expo. And it's been wonderful to see because the whole idea of what we eat the rest of the day, not only for performance and, and, and physical fitness, but also for general health, is such an important need in our society. And then the third thing I think that we've noticed that's uh, substantially different than when we launched uh, you know, all those years ago is, is the advent of social media, the ability to reach people um, directly where they live and where they work through their computers, through their interests that they post, and not just from us, uh, the celebrities, the experts, the, even the exhibitors who, who appear and exhibit at our events are able to send out information to their customers and their followers telling them that they're going to be at an expo like ours, which greatly enhances the reach. 
speech. And the whole goal of this is to spread information and get people excited and motivated to do things that are physically fit and to eat well. So collectively, I think those are the three biggest trends that we've probably noticed over the years. Yeah, I think that's really cool. And I feel like social media ties into the spread of, I mean, how I found out about a lot of these disciplines was through social media. And, you know, I got into the, the health and fitness space through kind of the bodybuilding. You know, you're in college. Everyone just wants to get a little bit bigger. Um, and then have, have since been interested in so many different disciplines, which I feel like brings rise to, to cool events like yours, because now I'm interested in the strength, the power, the body weight, gymnastics, um, bits of CrossFit and all these different disciplines, which I think has brought rise to this cool, like kind of decathlete, if you will, of I like to try a bunch of different things, which makes it a really cool um, venue for you guys to host an awesome event. Well, if you think back to the, the 80s when, when Bo Jackson was the, the poster person for Nike and the whole cross-training um, initiative was, was born, um, people started to embrace the idea that you didn't have to be just one, um, one, one type of athlete or one type of fitness enthusiast. You know, When I was a kid growing up and going to college, most, most of us did one thing and, or at least tried to. So if you wanted to be a powerlifter or you did a bodybuilder, they were worlds apart. And if you were an athlete playing a sport, whether it was anything like football or basketball, you didn't do either of those because you thought that those would impair your performance on the court or the field. Nowadays, I think people are much more educated in terms of the role of resistance training, be it the old-fashioned barbells or some of the selectorized equipment or even now the body weight exercise and the bands, where you see this incorporated right down to group exercise classes. So it's really kind of cool now that people have the ability to do things that not only enhance the training for their entire overall body, Body, um, but it also keeps them fresh. Uh, a lot of people get burnt out. You know, the health club industry has long been uh, accused of uh, being a membership mill where people sign up and, and, and give you their credit card or their bank statement and you automatically debit their, uh, you know, their account every month and then they get burnt out and they don't come back. But now you have all these different disciplines and all these different initiatives where people can rotate between different things and find things that keep them fresh and they probably won't burn out as quickly. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, what do you think the goal of the expo is, or what is your goal for the expo? Well, we used to use a tagline uh, that incorporated, uh, to, you know, to educate and to motivate uh, people so that they could learn about different elements of fitness or nutrition or health and go out and do something to improve their life. And I think that's still the driving force. Um, the other thing that we did was we kind of looked at it from an entertainment point of view and said, you know, this is just a lot of fun. It's almost like sensory overload. You've got so many things going on simultaneously that wherever you turn, you're either seeing a celebrity or you're seeing an educational seminar. You're getting product samples. You're getting to taste things and try things. Or you get to watch some of these amazing competitions with the kind of athletes that we talked about before. You know, even if you're not into powerlifting or strongman, you know, watching a guy walk with some ridiculous you know, weight that weighs 700 pounds and he's in a race with some other gentleman, you know, trying to go 100 feet the fastest, captures people's attention. Um, and when people are, are watching an event and, and then all of a sudden the crowd realizes that there's either a personal record or a world record or just some remarkable uh, move that a guy might be doing on a bar apparatus, you know, the crowd starts to gather and ooh and ah. So we kind of look at it as it's like the the circus for fitness. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you over mentioned, here, you, uh, yeah, over here you have the giraffes and the elephants and over there you have the clowns. And, the <laughs> and in the middle, occasionally we shoot somebody out of a cannon, you know, so <laughs> it's kind of like you can really see and enjoy. Enjoy everything all in one place in one day. Cool. 
So you mentioned you mentioned education and then the presence of celebrities or um, kind of role models for people. Who um, over the years has been your kind of go-to reference as a good person or company to start learning from? So if you have somebody that comes into the expo that you know, as you mentioned, might be interested in, in learning from a few different disciplines. Um, do you have a good starting point for somebody coming into an event like this? Yeah, ab- absolutely. And there are tons of them, but the first one that comes to mind just happens to be our title sponsor, bodybuilding.com. And the reason I say that is because they have an incredible library of articles and they have an incredible social media network. In fact, they created something years ago called Body Space, which was kind of like a MySpace for fitness people. Yep. And it gave everybody the opportunity to share their information, their experience, their stories, what worked for them, what didn't work for them, what they experienced as they were trying certain routines or supplements or diet strategies. And while it started and emanated out of the bodybuilding side, it's grown right now to incorporate, encompass rather, um, everyone that you can think of from, from the calisthenics folks to the strength folks to the CrossFitters, and then even down to the college and high school athlete level. Uh, they've done a great job with uh, marketing and promotion, and they have tremendous volumes of information that's all free to the public. Um, the fact that they sell, I think it's over five or 600 different brands of products, it also gives you the ability to compare and contrast the, the products that people either tell you you should be taking or that you read about. So they have a combination of a real in-depth educational volume, kind of like a library, along with information for people to make informed decisions about what might be right for them in terms of products. Um, there's also some, uh, some celebrities that we've always uh, turn to that we've been very fortunate to work with. And a few of those that come to mind um, are you know, MMA fighters like Tito Ortiz, who's a tremendous ambassador for his sport. Um, and not only is he a great role model for people in terms of how he conducts himself on site, uh, but he also is a terrific person in motivating people to go out and try certain things that they might otherwise be intimidated about. You, know, you don't have to step into the ring and really start to hit people or try to hurt people to benefit from the type of training that those guys do. Yeah. And then likewise, we've had uh, tremendous relationships with a handful of the physique athletes, uh, folks like James Ellis and David Kimmerly and uh, TJ Hoban, and, and then of course the bodybuilders like Mr. Olivia, Phil Heath, and Jay Cutler before him. Uh, they're stalwarts who come to our event because they're so popular with the crowds. The companies that they work with, and in some cases now they even have their own companies, are prime exhibitors for us. And they motivate people and they educate people. They sign every autograph. It's, there's never a charge. They take pictures with the people. They answer questions, and and they wind up becoming inspirational, somewhat celebrity heroes for a lot of the people who attend the expo. Yeah, it seems like really, really good ambassadors, and you built built uh, awesome relationships with those people over the last uh, few years. Who's been the most interesting participant you've had at the expo, and that could be a trainer, speaker, a company, or otherwise. Well, that's a, that's a really difficult question to narrow down because there are so many of them. Um, you know, Billy Blanks is with us this time, and he has been with us going back uh, many, many years. Uh, we had Julian Michaels come out for a few years, and I think Julian is one of the more recognizable and popular, popular fitness celebrities in our country. And what makes her, I think, perhaps the most interesting one to answer your question is the persona that she had on the television show, you know, The Biggest Loser, versus what she was really like in person. 
person. And there were lines of people waiting for her to show up. And the minute she stepped on the stage, you could see all the hands go up with the cell phones and everybody was snapping away, literally hundreds and hundreds of them, you know, as deep as you can see. Um, and I think what we all found and appreciated uh, from Jillian's appearances was while she was there to help educate people about this new uh, workout that she had launched and a certification for group exercise instructors, she also resonated with the attendees who were just consumers. And the fact that she was so popular and the fact that she's been so successful at what she does, she came across as if she was your best friend. And I, and I think what people took away from that was, you know, you could see someone being the tough personal trainer on TV or you could see somebody in the gym who comes across as being that real disciplinarian with their clients. But the reality of it was, you know, her, her warmth and her true interest in helping people really came across. And that, that perhaps made it the most interesting one that I can think of in the last few years. Yeah, that's awesome. I think one of the cool things about your guys' expo is that you have those those staple people that come by. You look at the website and you see some of the participants and some of the people that you just mentioned. Those people have very large networks. They're doing amazing things and they're continuing to grow. But then to actually get to meet them and see how they act and, and get to like get into their mind is very, very interesting. When a person comes to the expo, whether it be you know, a consumer, someone that's just learning about working out or someone like Jason or I that loves to work out or maybe a trainer um, or an ex-athlete, someone like that. I think that's what, what your your target audience is, is people that actually want to come utilize these products. What can they expect from the show? What's a, what's a day-to-day routine look like? Or um, when they walk into the expo, how should they structure their time to make the most out of it? Well, I think what they should do is they should look online at the the daily schedule first because, as I mentioned, there are multiple different stages and performance areas, and those are programmed throughout the course of each day. And a lot of things are taking place simultaneously. So, for example, if if there's someone appearing or a certain class or or a workshop that's presented only at a certain time, they should look and compare and contrast, you know, when other things are offered that they can see at a later time so they don't miss something that may only be be happening at one time. appearances, educational seminars, even certain competitions um, are scheduled at certain times of the day. And I think that's probably the best advice I would give people initially. Um, The second thing I think, uh, and this is kind of an interesting phenomenon that we see at our shows and some of the other industry events, is that there are certain companies that tend to draw large crowds, either because they have celebrities appearing or because they do certain types of giveaways. And bodybuilding.com comes to mind, uh, a couple of others like NLA for her, Live Fit Apparel. They bring in their celebrity athletes and they also do some giveaways. And the people will come in the door and you'll you'll almost see it from above where we have an office looking down on the floor. People make a beeline right for the booth to get in line so that they don't have to wait an hour or two when the line gets really long. And in some cases, these lines can last almost all day. So um, there's something to, to be conscious of is the fact that if you, if you want to maximize the amount of time that you're going to have to interact with the celebrities and the instructors and visit all the booths, ask questions about the products, you probably don't want to get stuck on too many lines that will take an hour or two out of your day because then you just won't have as many hours to do it. So my, my advice to people would be to, to check the, the schedule online, try and come up with a little bit of a, of a game plan or a map for the things that you definitely want to see and prioritize those and then work backwards and then do the rest of the show, walk the expo and see the different booths when you're not you know, seeing that specific celebrity or that specific contest. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think planning is always a key to utilize and, and make, the, make the most out of your time at these events. You mentioned some of the competitions, whether it's strongman or bars. Um, 
what other competitions will be going on? What can people expect to see if people have never seen a competition before? Um, what are some of the key ones that maybe when they're planning out that roadmap that they should mark on their list? Uh, well, uh, I, I didn't mention before the martial arts, like the Gracie Jiu-Jitsu area that we have. Uh, the Gracie family, obviously, uh, widely recognized as being the, the founders of the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu movement. Um, they'll be holding an event with us, and that's always fun to see. And you also never know if they're scheduling any sort of super matches between some of the more acclaimed fighters um, or, or practitioners that might be there. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, the calisthenics competition tends to be one of the more popular and crowd-pleasing events you've got a series of bars that form a apparatus much like you would have seen a jungle gym in a playground when you were a kid except now you have these amazing athletes that are competing head to head in competitions to outdo each other with these different types of movements and I'm always amazed at, at the positions that they put their body in because it almost defies gravity and logic and physics that the, the human body can contort into certain areas or certain movements where you look at people doing things where they're, they're suspended literally by one arm and it's turned behind them and you're like you grab your own shoulder and you think oh no there's no way that could possibly be possible um, and then as I mentioned before you know you see some of these incredible feats of strength either with the power lifters or the strong men I think that that um, appeals to an innate sense of, of, of you know the basal instincts that we have in, in, in us too about strong men and strength um, and then of course the physiques you know there's the, the best body parts competition that will take place both for men and women and you can go up there and, 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 and watch the people get on stage and and compete, whether it be for an individual body part or an overall. Um, and it's very inspiring to see the different physiques and the different types of uh, bodies. And then uh, let's not forget the group exercise classes. Uh, we've got all kinds of different classes that uh, represent and, and reflect the, the latest in group exercise training. And uh, those those are always fun. And in San Jose, we just did everything from uh, classes where they're using drumsticks and people are following along with the instructor, you know, beating the sticks together and on the floor to uh, you jam which is a real popular movement out here in california right now and so those are always fun as well because the music takes a different kind of uh, element adds a different type of element to it and gets everybody moving gets your heart pumping and then uh, let me think what else you have um uh, from a visual point of view, you'll also have the CrossFit competition, uh, which if people haven't been to before, it's, it's a tremendous thing to see because the grueling nature of the events that these folks go through is, is just remarkable. Um, and if you have a chance to catch one of those, not only do I think you'll enjoy it, but you might be motivated to go out and try and do some of the things that they do uh, because they've converted things that we used to watch on TV, for example, with the world's strongest man, into these competitions and races where everyday people are learning how to do these remarkable things and uh, they do them in sequence or they do them one event after another almost like a decathlon like you had mentioned earlier uh, where people are able to, to test themselves in all kinds of different feats of fitness and strength yeah that's great it's it's truly got something for everyone people that have are seasoned veterans in their sport or in their uh, in their field or people who are just trying to get started i really like that aspect of it and you keep circling back to it um, where people can find what, what they want to want to do and aspire with the greatest people there. Um, I, I'm going to be leading a couple classes there as well, so I'm going to do uh, a yoga class when we're there. So I'm super excited to have that opportunity to be on the stage. So um, it would be awesome anybody that's coming to the expo that, that hasn't really gotten into yoga before or wants to learn um, more yoga for athletes. That's what I'm going to be specifically doing, um, and it's going to be more geared around um, people who um, – 
played sports or are currently playing sports and how can we integrate yoga into a warm-up to to increase flexibility increase mobility and, and in turn increase strength in their athletic ability and that's wonderful. I'm so glad you're going to be there doing that because one of the most overlooked areas of, of physical fitness and performance is, is stretching. Uh, and people have uh, misconceptions about when and how to stretch. And then I think a lot of guys still have a certain apprehension about yoga. They think it's yes. either for the, they think it's either for the wife or the girlfriend, and they think it's more about meditation than it is about flexibility and, and overall uh, increase of, of, of mobility for your joints so that you're able to perform better, whether it's on the football field or in the gym or any anywhere in between and so i think that's a wonderful addition and i hope people come out and check that out and really give that some interest some serious interest yeah we're super excited about it and we see it with our clients when we integrate it into their routine it's it's a it is a huge way to increase every other aspect of fitness no, it also aids in recovery from injury as yes. well as helps to prevent it because the flexibility in the muscles uh, and the, the ability to be in tune with it, I think, would help people avoid situations where they can come down with those nagging injuries that could debilitate them or keep them from doing what they like to do for weeks or months at a time. So it's got multiple benefits that I think uh, the population at large, the general public, can really benefit from. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's what we want to do. You know, when, when people come to an expo like ours and they see folks like yourself or some of our other athletes participating in something like that, that's a really powerful visual because, you know, the, the image that a lot of us have is of the women in a yoga class and you hear the stories of the 105 degree temperatures in some of these classes and then, you know, you hear these sound bites and that's how you form your opinion of it. But if you walk into an expo and you see a bunch of really physically fit guys or, or, or people who look athletic and they're doing something that's slightly different, people will look at that and they go, ooh, I didn't realize that I could do it that way or I didn't realize that might be for me. And so that's part of the purpose of incorporating as many of these different events and disciplines as possible so that people can literally see that there's something out there that might work for them. Yeah, there's so many different different assets and so many different ways to, to utilize the body. When, when you're talking about um, specifically the Chicago Expo coming up, what would you say you're most excited for about, about this specific one? Well, this, this might sound a little strange to the folks who live in Chicago, uh, but, but what I'm most excited about is to see all the people who spend six or seven months out of their years indoors <laughs> practicing their craft like I did. I, I grew up in New York and went to school in Philadelphia, and for six or seven months out of the year, you know, we trained in basement gyms, and we took buses and trains to get to different clubs, and, you know, you froze your butt off in the morning or the evening, whatever it was, uh, trying to get places and fit it into the schedule. Well, other people were just content to be in some place that was warm. And, and now all of a sudden you have the good weather and you have this event coming to town, which brings everything that we talked about. So I think the thing I'm most excited about is to, is to see the throngs of people who live in the greater Chicago area who represent not, not even so much this underground movement anymore. It's there. I mean, it's, it's, it's present. But to see them all come out and be able to enjoy the fact that something like this is coming to their town, because long, you know, it's, it's long been envisioned that, you know, if you wanted to be famous and you wanted to be discovered in the fitness industry, you had to be in South uh, Southern California. And nowadays, you know, a lot of people do come out to Southern California or places like South Florida, but the reality of it is most people can't. And so by bringing the mountain to Muhammad and then hopefully having all these folks come out to, to see it and enjoy it is probably what I'm looking forward to the most. Um, I, I think that the opportunity in the Midwest now to grow this event over time is enormous. Uh, there's nothing else quite like it that's in that area. 
And from my understanding, when something unique comes to Chicago, especially if it's only once a year, people will come from the neighboring states, you know, Wisconsin, Michigan, Indiana, Missouri. And when I see that as an opportunity to help and motivate and influence a ton of people, that I think excites me the most about this uh, this event. Yeah, we couldn't agree more with that. We being in Chicago, being based here, um, we we love nothing more than when it gets to about this time of year to take our clients outside and. Uh, we understand that Chicago is definitely an up-and-coming city within the fitness and health industry. We see more health clubs opening up, more, um, like you mentioned, nutrition shops opening up, juice bars, stuff like that, that we used to only see in California. We used to only see maybe scattered in New York, but now this Midwest movement, like you said, there's a lot coming coming to Chicago. How can people find out about the event? How can people register? Um, and how can people just see more of what's going to go on before they get there? Well, they can always go to our website, which is thefitexpo.com, T-H-E-F-I-T-E-X-P-O.com. And when they get there, they can see the different cities that where we hold the events. They can click on the Chicago event, and then they can scroll over to anything from the schedule to the celebrity appearances to the list of exhibitors to the actual floor plan. And as I mentioned before, they can give themselves an opportunity to prepare for what they might encounter and maybe have a little bit of a plan. Um, as far as attending... The, the price to attend either day is $25, but we have $10 off uh, discount coupons in many places, including Subway restaurants, GNC stores, and a whole slew of different gyms all around the city, uh, from Export to Lifetime Fitness to a, to a whole bunch more. And most people who attend the Expo are able to take advantage of those passes. They may also even find some of them online. Um, they, can, they can frequent the websites of some of our exhibitors or even our sponsors that I mentioned before, and they might even be able to download load those ten dollar off coupons and bring it with them when they come to the expo that's great um that's super exciting and we think that that there's a huge opportunity like you said to grow this event not only for people in chicago and the surrounding neighborhoods but the surrounding states it's something that can bring this midwest community together um, over health and fitness and that's one of jason and i's goals with our business is to spread this word to not only people that we reach every day one-on-one or in group classes but to a broader audience and we are beyond excited to to be at the event to have an opportunity to interview yourself interview some other key um, participants um, that are coming to the event that you mentioned you know do a really good job of speaking to the people so we'll have some super good questions set up for them and then as well like i said um, giving some instruction on yoga um, and then uh, giving a few talks as well to, to people that want to stop by so overall this is just going to be an amazing event we are super excited to have you on the show um, and to to participate in the fit expo chicago this year well, again, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate what you're doing for us and mostly what you're doing for all the folks back there in terms of providing them with information and inspiration as well. Um, and, and my message to all those folks who are listening and watching would be, you know, come out, have some fun. It only happens once a year. It's very cost effective. You know, like I said, it only costs people $15 after the $10 off coupon. They'll walk out with more information than they might get in, in an entire year through all the various other medium that they follow. They'll also get a chance to speak with all all kinds of celebrities and experts and get their own personal questions answered. And many people even leave with samples that, that far outweigh the cost of attending. Um, and they get to go home and try all kinds of different products and, and, and experiment and see what works for them. So overall, I think it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's a great value. And, and people can take a lot from it uh, when they come back home. Great. Thanks so much, Mark. Uh, have an amazing day. Um, actually, have the best day ever. 
the following are selected answers from our podcast with Max the Body Philosair. What would you say is the coolest or most impactful experience you've had within the, the health space? The health space. Coolest? Huh. Coolest or most impactful, just something that's been really meaningful to you. I'd have to say, um, you know, from a distance, like I promote health and fitness on a global platform thanks to the World Wide Web and social media. So it's like traveling to a country I've never been to before, like Australia. I'll go over there and, and somebody will show me that transformation pictures and, and they'll say, hey, Max, you know, you inspire me on a regular weekly basis and this is my before and after. And I'm like, whoa, like this guy is bigger and <laughs> leaner than I am. <laughs> Gives you motivation. I helped him. So that's like, that's beyond me. Um, now that's mind blowing. That's like one of the first things that come to mind. So um, how how the energy you put out just like multiplies and comes back and hits you a lot harder. That's like the most that could be the most uh, impactful and you know, thing that's ever happened. And that happens on the regular. So <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what keeps me going because uh, when I first started training, it was very personal. I just wanted to change my body. You know, I, I was much slimmer. I just wanted to put on some muscle mass. And so I had to focus on getting to know my mind, body, you know, my diet, my workout, see what works for my body. So it's very personal. But then once I started getting results, people were like, hey, how? You know, how and what are you planning to do with the results you're getting? So that um, motivated me to start personal training and pursuing fitness modeling, entertainment. And so... It's the feedback is what got me to where I am right now. It's so it's so uh, powerful how you know connected we are. Even though we may not be connected directly, but we are connected. Either some people you're connected with directly, and some people you're connected with indirectly. But at the end of the day, we're all connected because if it if it wasn't for votes or feedback from consumers, fans, followers, family, friends. No one progresses because you, you're, you're worthless if you're just as good, you're only good for yourself. So I think it's very powerful how one person can inspire, you know, millions and millions can inspire that one person to become a lot more powerful and effective. Uh, I think this question might take you a little out of your comfort zone, so good yeah, luck with answering it. But if you had to pick an animal to describe Max the Body, who would it be or what would it be and why? Oh, that's easy. A lion. <laughs> <laughs> What's um, the reason why? Um, the lion is like, and the, my perception of a lion is they're very strong, but <clears throat> at the same time, they they stay in their lane. Like, um, they, the the image of a lion, the energy for me is like, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> a lion is powerful, but only in in its own lane. Like, a lion can't just roam any. Um, parts of the the field or say you got the area where different animals live or people live and the lion is strong in the lion territory and it has to be has to be a leader in the lion territory or you will be removed um, so I, I'm I, I can relate um, because I I am strong I can be strong but I'm also I have to be humble because I didn't get here on my own and people make me strong. Um, I'm the reason why 
they're the reasons why I, I got stronger and I've learned so much about myself. But at the same time, I have to be in a leadership position as well. Like I have to, I had to put out what they want and also what they need, or even if um, I'm putting out stuff that they're like, "Hey Max, why are you posting uh, <laughs> these uh, word posts?" For example, I, I have to innovate. <clears throat> excuse me, I have to innovate Im- amongst my peers, and sometimes I can be. Um, I could feel like um, I'm by myself. I'm an outcast in the fitness industry because I I do innovate and I I try to communicate stuff and promote health and fitness a little different than my peers are doing. I'm not interested in doing exactly what people that came before me um, did as far as marketing goes. Or uh, yeah, of course I'm doing a lot of things that I've learned from the past, but things have to evolve and and change because. We're, we're, we've evolved a little bit. We're a little different. Our, the kids that are, are growing up right now are a little different. So I have to be, um, I have to be a leader amongst my peers. And at the same time, I'm a student. I'm learning from them. So I like the the strength and the humility that comes with uh, you know, my perception of a lion. How would you? Um, let somebody know, or what would be some techniques you would give somebody who's trying to get into the industry that we're in, that's going to become a trainer, that's going to try to help people um, hit their training goals? What were, what are some educational um, platforms or experiences that you think are needed to get into the industry? Well, um, there's there's a tons. Um, I, I always recommend like the top you know, certifications, but I myself don't have a top certification. Um, I'd say... Uh, the things that helped me out the most is how I focused, I zoned in on my body because the the information and the tools, the resources that's made available, um, that that was never a problem. There was a ne- never a lack of options as far as which certification, go through which magazine to get information, which website is actually a little overwhelming because there's so many to choose from. So what I did was start with basic fundamental information that just anywhere I would say you know make sure you're eating at least three meals uh, this is what um, your three meals consist of and there, there are different options of where you can get some information I, I picked up a, a flex magazine uh, so I always recommend um, um, for, for newbies like a, a fitness magazine might be um, more entertaining more fun than say a book a men's health book instead of a men's health magazine. So I recommend a magazine. Um, I keep it simple. As far as personal personal training, um, you know, make sure you master your mind and your body first. And how, how do you do that? I did that by investing more time in getting to know my body versus trying to look like somebody else. Sure. Uh, a, a lot of the a lot of the training happened at the gym with myself, but it was like going to boot camp with myself. So uh, I I shot. I shut down, um, focus anywhere else. I had the, the time also to do that. You know, I pretty much just got out of high school and it was summer. So um, the time, time and focus is is more valuable to me than the amount of information because um, I meet a lot of personal trainers. Uh, like they're more educated than I am, but they don't and they don't have the motivation to implement what the knowledge they they have so I keep it very simple with, with clients and peers even um, people that I, I give advice about personal training I just I bring it back to like the fundamentals of just um, being consistent and focused and that's not 
That's not you can't go buy that. Or you, you're not going to learn that from a book. It's like to practice um, throughout the day, um, saying what you you say you're going to do and doing what you say, and those those basic fundamentals of um, being true to yourself. Focus. Be, uh, it's it's very simple to tell somebody to you know stay focused and be consistent when they have obstacles and distractions in their lives that you're not giving them advice about or they're not handling. So I tell people, I ask people, you know, I can't just like follow you around or um, ask about your personal life, but yeah. there is personal obstacles, things that's going on in your life as we speak, because we all have them. That you have to take care, you have to handle in a positive way. So it doesn't limit your focus um, in other aspects of your life, say like training. Some people come work out with you, but they bring a lot of baggage to the workout naturally because yeah. it's part of life. And so that has to be handled um, with clients or person, fitness professionals. A lot of them want to become a you know top um, fitness personality, or whatever. And it's not it's not the body or the personality that's in the way. It's the other aspects of life and um um i didn't learn that from books <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, no definitely <laughs> you're that's and, something and, i had to face which is harder than um say going to school become a personal trainer or the certifications yeah it, i mean because yeah. your because your personal experience plays into it so right. much yeah so speak, that's, speak. that's been more valuable to me than you know NASM or any of those top certifications yeah, definitely. And maybe something you won't learn in a NASM book. Speaking of Max the Body, for the uh, for the more advanced practitioner that has maybe hit one of those plateaus, um, do you have any like quicker tips or recommendations for getting sub 10% body fat? Sub 10% body fat. Um, my reply to that, the first thing that comes up to my mind is like, it depends on the person because, like, some people, it's not healthy for them to be at sub 10%. Yeah. Um, I, myself, I'm at, like, 7.4 and um, healthy at 7.4 and it's because of, it's first, genetics because when I started training, I, I started with a genetic and then I just, you know, find, with trial and error, find out how much muscle can I put on, how much fat can I put on or take off to look to look uh, like I want to look, look, be marketable and still be shredded and but healthy. Because like the health thing goes out the window when it comes to achieving goals, unfortunately, because it's just bad leadership. So everybody's trying to get shredded, even though it's not healthy for a woman or, or this male to be below 10%. So uh, I ask them, is, is it healthy first? Is Because like once you get below 10%, um, and then your your body starts rejecting it, and you get sick. Are you gonna um, are you gonna be okay with the consequences of going too low? Um, so that's the first thing that comes to mind: the health aspect. And so for somebody that's like can in a positive way and be healthy below ten percent, um, it's it's a mindset first because we run into ourselves. Like you have a goal and. It's, it's not hard to get a, a fat burning or lean muscle building plan, but once once you have it in your hand, you, you know we start excuses. Uh, oh, it's gonna be hard to eat while I'm traveling. It's gonna be hard to eat this way. This is tough. So we, we start doing like a news reporting on, instead of a, a, implementation, and so the the mindset has to change first. People ask me how, how and I tell them 
your mindset has to change and that that makes no sense to them because they don't understand like the mind creates everything everything starts from there and the way you think is how you're going to speak and how your actions are going to look i um i spend a lot of time um I, um, taking action versus having a conversation with myself about the fact that I don't like to eat egg whites or I don't like to eat in the morning. Some people are not morning people or uh, it, it's just tough on me to, to work out every day. You know, just like the excuses. I tell people you have to learn how to get out of yourself because a lot of people don't understand that they do get in the way of themselves. So, um, that's the first thing that has to happen, the mental aspect. Okay, the the, the physical aspect, um, plyometrics has been very um, helpful to me. Like it's, I didn't think I could get any leaner, my, my arms and my back get any leaner, but um, adding plyometric exercises, um, it's like doing cardio and strength training at the same time, but not burning too much muscle fuel, because uh, I keep the reps like 15 maximum. So plyometrics has been helping me as far as exercise goes, doing um, high-intensity uh, cardio versus you know, long-endurance cardio um, has been helping me doing that once a week for, for fat burning and still maintaining muscle mass. Um, supersets and circuits, um, I'm doing a lot more of those, a lot of more um, body weight exercises like um, calisthenic exercises. Uh, it's, like it's, it's a great way to put on muscle and strengthen your core. So I'm doing a lot more of these things to break past my plateau because I I don't necessarily want to get bigger. I want to get certain certain muscle groups bigger for better symmetry, and also just be, make sure that I want to be make sure I want to make sure that I can move my own weight yeah. like the calisthenics guys do. So I'm, I'm gravitating more towards that area. We're still using weights because weights help me keep the muscle mass. Um, so just like uh, some of the things I listed as far as exercises help with dropping the body fat and still maintaining muscle mass, you know, putting on the muscle mass that I've had over the years um, has helped me keep my uh, body fat low, and it's actually harder for me now to put on fat than drop fat, but that's because of all the years of just going at it. Now, my my mind, my body is, um, is adapted, um, has a barrier where you'd have it go harder um, to, to get through, you know, body, to get body fat to exist more than seven, eight percent of me. Um, so consistency is is more powerful than say a workout, a meal plan. Also, a consistency with the workout meal plan is more powerful than here. Here's a shred plan. Um, people want results now, but it's the journey that's the most. One of the most powerful rewards that help you maintain the results you're looking for, help you get it and maintain because people get the result and they'll lose it. Uh, they'll say, hey, I used to look this way or the body will reject whatever it is that they achieved because it happened too fast or it happened in the wrong way. So definitely to respect the, the, the process and um, use the, the process and the journey as a tool. Don't like fight it. You know, don't, don't, don't go against the grain. Um, so, because the journey is for you, but some people don't know better, and they're like, oh, "I want results now." It's like, it's like just like putting on too much muscle too fast to get stretch marks, or dropping it, dropping weight too fast to get stretch marks. And it, I understand it because it's just it's it's attractive, and it's like uh, it could be addictive, you know, changing your body, and you're like, "Wow, I'm looking like a statue." Um, 
but you have to pull yourself back to like the health aspect. Like, am I happy? Am I healthy? Am I, am I throwing off my hormones and, and making me unhappy because I'm trying to look a certain way? Yeah, so. I think it's super interesting that you keep going back to this thought of it being a journey, it being a, a, a lifelong journey of, of creating that, that healthy aspect within your life. The following are selected answers from our podcast with Massey Arias. We watched your your documentary. To say you're a badass is an understatement. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> and we watched uh, your your video also on World Star Hip Hop, and and those are just the, some of the coolest things ever. Uh, uh, we admire you know how you've you've struggled with depression and how you've been able to show that. Um, in a way in which it can be solved through health and fitness. A lot of people take a different route to do that, a more negative route. Um, we just love that that you're able to advocate it uh, a way to release through health and fitness and, and especially be on the forefront for women as well. Um, can oh, you just dive you so into much. that a little bit? Well, um, it's funny that you brought that up because about a month and a half ago, I had a questioned um one of my fans, and he was this guy from Brazil um, who spoke or wrote very broken English. And he was asking me, how do I get rid of depression? I've worked out. I keep a healthy lifestyle. This is embarrassing, the fact that I own a vitamin shop and I can't get rid of my depression. And... I like people to understand that, yes, exercise is a, is a tool, but it's more than that. It's more than just the exercise. Um, for me, being in an environment that pretty much challenges me and gives me the opportunity of meeting individuals that are like-minded was so important. When it comes to depression, Keeping your mind uh, occupied, keeping your your you know your mind occupied by gathering with like-minded people. Going, you know, I find myself um, meeting so many people, going outside more, and this is so important. Um, having the ability of doing different activities because I don't I don't know not only do heavy lifting I try to do a whole lot and I owe it to I owe it to the individuals that I've that I've met I don't know if I'm explaining myself correctly but um the way I dealt with my depression was a little bit um you know I think I'm blessed so Combining exercise with good nutrition is one key, but surrounding yourself, and I'm going to repeat myself, with like-minded individuals that are going to take you out of your home, are going to push you to do other things that do not necessarily are keeping you at home. I used to be, um, I spent close to eight months in a room by myself doing absolutely nothing with my life. And uh, I can honestly say that was one component. Another component was talking about it with my family. Um, tons, well, in my culture, I'm Dominican. In the Latin culture, uh, depression is taboo. 
in many other cultures, depression is also taboo. And it, talking to your family members and your best, you know, your friends, the people that are always going to be there for you. I think it's, it's extremely important. It's another component on, uh, that has to, uh, do with beating depression and rising above your, your family members are, you know, your biggest support system. And it wasn't until I, you know, I reached out to my family and I reached out to my friends that, um, everything started to get better. So it's a lot of things that helped me beat my depression. Exercise, is, it, it was one of the best tools, but all of these things um, had a lot to do with how I beat my depression. Yeah, and I think, and, I, I think you, yeah. you, you touched on it before in one, of your, um, in one of your previous answers that you just surround yourself with a great team. And I think... That extends obviously well beyond your business to be, you know, the support group of your family, um, your community that you've built, which I think is such a cool part of of the impact you're having, is that you are creating a massive support group for people who are also searching for, you know, like-minded content, like-minded discussion, um, and inspiration from people that they can relate to. Yeah, of course. Um, one of the things, you know, people always ask me, oh, what keeps you motivated? The fact, listen, the fact that I get so many people be encouraging and, and being motivated, it just gives me more motivation to keep doing what I'm doing. So my main goal is to teach people how to live a healthier lifestyle. And, um, that's why I post so many recipes and, and I post my routines. It's about, you know, helping the community out there. And I can honestly say the energy you put out there is the energy you are going to get back. So, and I mean, I'm blessed. Speaking of, speaking of posting and people, you have 2 million Instagram followers, which is mind blowing. Um, oh, how have you been able to be so effective in sharing your story and, and gaining influence on social media platforms? Honestly, it has been so organic. It's one person tells another person and another person tells another person, and that's how I've built my community. Um, I, I try to be as genuine as I can. I love what I do. I love what I have been able to accomplish living a healthier lifestyle. And what I'm trying to do is give people just a little bit of what it feels to live this kind of lifestyle. I feel that when you're genuine, People can sense that, and energy is real. So for me, I don't know for anyone else who's in social media, how they've gotten their success, but for me, it has been very organic and genuine. So I feel, uh, you know, from the emails that I get um, almost every day, I feel that when I get an email and people say, hey, I feel like I know you, and yet I haven't even met you, that's what has worked for me, being genuine and doing what I love and posting things that I care about and things that I believe in and posting things that are going to help and being an educator more than just, oh, let me just take pictures and try to be famous. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's all about helping. The energy you put out is the energy you get back. And for me, that's what it has worked. 
what is your favorite question to ask someone? And maybe what has been the most interesting answer to that question? In terms of what? In, ter- in terms of fitness? Yeah, I think it could be maybe asking a question of your community or a client. Um, maybe something that your followers find inspiring or your favorite question when you'd like to learn from somebody? Uh, What motivates you? That's the one question. Most people don't know um, that we all can find motivation in a lot of things. So based on the client or based on, uh, on the energy that I feel from them, if I'm training with a mom, what motivates you? It might be their kids. So a trainer, it's not, a good trainer is not the person that is going to tell you what to do. Um, Most clients are successful because they have a connection with their clients. So my questions always vary per person, but what motivates you might be that one thing that people might might say, if it's a mom, she might say, my kids, I want to be healthy for my kids. So when I'm training them, that is the tactic that I use to push them to the next level. It might be uh, someone who went through a divorce. It might be someone who who is going through depression. So what... Uh, what motivates them? It might be their kids. It might be their mom. It might be, it might be uh, getting back to where they were. It might be an athlete that was, or 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 girl or guy who were athletic uh, in college and gave it up for a while and are deconditioned. Um, I might use that as to motivate them and push them to to another level. So that's the question, what motivates you? We all have one thing that motivates us. And when most people think they wanna work work out for aesthetics, there's always an underlying reason as to why they wanna work out. So that's the one question I always ask because when we are going through a training session, it's all about, it's all about your mindset. It's all in the mind. So I might say one thing that really triggers them to get past their comfort zone. If I can end uh, our chat today with encouraging words is this, if it has been done before, what makes you feel that you can get to that level? It's all inside of us. We just have to strive for progress and not perfection. So that's how I've lived, uh, that's my journey, striving for progress. So um, if I can leave anyone with a peace of mind, it would be that. We want to thank you guys so much for listening and being Live Better fans. We hope you enjoyed our interviews with our three amazing guests. We encourage you to check out our Facebook page at Live Better Co. for a $10 off coupon to the Fit Expo. And we hope to see you all there. Have the best day ever.